JTT as Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, heartthrob. Wow. Yeah, I, remember that, I remember that little ghoul. You're going to get in these tights and you're going to be, you're going to like it. But I'm supposed to be hot. I watched that movie so many times. So many times. Really? I have never yeah. seen this movie. We should, we'll have a watch party because it's uh, actually like watching him eat. This. Listen, there's SMT a part where he watches every Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> the, the SMT Pinocchio arc. There's a part where he like eats cake. He's like eating chocolate the, and cake. I have and the image like, right here. Of of him eating cake and chocolate and it's just smashed into his face. Yep. It's right here. I was about to post it. Anyway. Oh my god, yes, show yes! Oh, oh, oh god. He's like eating sweets and like he's he literally just like shoving it into his puppet face. He looks, he looks like rabid. He's drunk That's gotta be somebody's you. profile pic for the Discord. No, it's gotta be. <laughs> you guys he looks like he's about to shave. Yes! He looks like he's drunk off mama's milk and he just <laughs> he just Uncoupled. Guys, from you know this. they're giving away free yogurt. It's all you can eat. Everybody, welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. Over there, we got a different friend. Say hello, different friend. And I'm Shane. That's a Shane over there. <laughs> Shane. Yeah. Welcome back. It's SMT at the movies. It's Saturday Morning Tuesdays. is definitely not no, what we it. call it. It's yeah. definitely <laughs> not it. It's definitely not it. No, we're here. We're back. It's time. We're watching a movie. Uh, we are finally watching the stop motion animated film we wanted to see for quite a while on this show. It's Chicken Run. We're watching Chicken Run today. Hell Austin's yeah, happy. dude. <laughs> yes, my time is here. Uh, Austin's so ready to talk all about Chicken Run. And oh, what's this? Oh, oh, oh my notes say we watch Pinocchio. Oh, nope, Warren Beatty gave you the wrong envelope. And yep. <laughs> we watched Moonlight. Oh, <laughs> remember shit. those jokes? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> And oh, I'm Adele Dazeem. I love awards show mischief. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, listen, we're doing listen. Pinocchio. And yes. you might be asking a question to yourself. Which Pinocchio? Correct. And yes, the this, the year of Pinocchio, the year of 100 <laughs> Pinocchios. <laughs> Can I tell you? Hold on. I think I've still got it up. Can I tell you the name of an article that I found on Screen Rant when I was looking things up? <laughs> This article is called Every 2022 Pinocchio Film Ranked from Worst to Best. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's good. Uh, why does why are there so many Nokis? Um this is just a guess because it's, it's this is sort of how it happens before. Like you'll get this sort of everybody's got their own thing in development, right? Because it's a public mm -hmm. domain. But yeah. then uh, then somebody announces they're dropping Pinocchio and you're like, oh, fuck, I can't. What am I going to do? <laughs> we got to push this plan up. We got to We got to We got to release our Pinocchio. Yeah. Release the Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to miss our window. <laughs> like that's what happens with uh, Dante's Peak, I think. You remember that 
that yeah. nightmare. Oh my yeah. gosh. And there was like, cause there was another volcano movie and they were like, yeah, it was oh, no! called volcano. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have two volcano Dun- movies. <laughs> yeah. I Dante's peak. I like watching them melt in their little suits. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a villain, Shane. Yes. You know, I am You're- yes, like a, a hateful God. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. Uh, we got. We got to talk about this as well. We, we were. We were riffing on this a little bit before we actually officially started the episode. But I do now have the Wikipedia category Pinocchio films article open, and it's more than you would think. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Are we? Are we, are we, are we including like you know? I would assume the ones we mentioned so far. But are we including like just like a random? I'm trying to think how far down the rabbit hole you can go, because I bet there'd be thousands if you well, include, like. Well, sure. I mean, it's not thousands. It looks like about thirty, okay. but it's like, but it does include such films as Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night for <laughs> oh, 1987, no. or or Pinocchio's Revenge, the uh, the the slasher film from 1996. Oh, oh that makes gosh. sense. We're in the we're in the peak Chucky era. So you gotta mm-hmm. get a crazy doll. Or Pinocchio 3000, the 2004 computer animated show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's full ridiculousness in here. But there is one that we didn't talk about, which is uh, AI, artificial AI, intelligence. Yeah. Uh, also a Pinocchio film. Um, but it's crazy. It, it, there, there's so there's so fucking many. Uh, I I apparently now need to go watch the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one. You don't um, need to. You no, it's the best one. It's the best one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's true. Um, and then there's well, this Drew Drew Carey Geppetto film. God, oh man, <laughs> with Julia Louis Dreyfus as the Blue Fairy. Good stuff. Good stuff, everybody. Oh my God, Brent Spiner and Rene Arbogenoir in it too. Is it just like <laughs> they were just like and a couple Star Trek guys? Let's go grab those. <laughs> I don't understand. It, they very much may have pulled people that they owned at the time because Drew Carey mm-hmm. right. had a Drew Carey show and those guys ABC, were on ABC. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Do no. You know? Trek, I think I don't think Trek was on ABC, though. No, no. Oh, well. The Drew Carey show was. Yeah. Mm. You know what's a fun fact about the original Disney animated Pinocchio? From 1940? Is, yes. Is you know what year Pinocchio went into public domain? What year? 1940. Oh, that is a fun fact. (laughs) So, because it was originally written in 1881, Uh I believe. And uh, I read some synopses of the original, like, serials, The Adventures of Pinocchio. They don't make any sense. Uh, They are bizarre. Um, But literally the same year that it became public domain, Disney had their shit ready to go. Well, and and they weren't even Disney wasn't like a powerhouse at the time. I mean, that was their that was only their second film, if I'm remembering correctly. No, I mean like that. their their entire sort of uh, the, the the castle that Mickey built is built mostly on public domain works. Yes, yeah. yes, but it is it is interesting because it was just it was Snow and White and Mouse Pinocchio. who toots a mouse who toots a steamboat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse who toot on steamboats. Um, the the. I don't know. I don't. I'm not up on my Disney history because I frankly don't really care that much. But it's just. Got, it's, you got Shane here. It's so old. Please, you think I've seen Pinocchio the original? Haven't you? Um. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I I don't know Disney history, Rory. I'm not that I'm not that far up the mountain. I just like butthole. the rides. I just like I like the rides and I like the food. Okay. 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 And the pins. <laughs> Shade retracted. I thought, <laughs> I thought people who love Disneyland would like Disney movies. <laughs> Retracting shade. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you the thing is when you go to Disney, you just absorb the information because the other 400 people in line are talking about it. And they're all talking about the same three fun facts about the ride that you're on. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Did you know that Aragorn broke his foot at this part of the ride? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. There was a 1957 TV Pinocchio with Mickey Rooney as Pinocchio. Oh, that's fun. I'd watch that one. <laughs> a Pinocchio Rooney. <laughs> Andy, for the, Pino- for the Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night, did you look at the cast list for that one? Uh, Is it Dracula? It's, it, what, is it anime? <laughs> it has no. Ed Asner in it. It, it looks James oh, Earl wow. Jones. Hey, Pinocchio, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> no, so what it looks very much like is is the people who did things like, you know, Rainbow Bright and yeah. uh, and Strawberry Shortcake just kind of did a lateral step and, and uh, fucking, what's this company? It's Shimer and... Uh, oh, sure, yeah. You know, this company was just like, do a, do a Pinocchio. I don't understand why they called it and the emperor of the night, but uh, I kind of want to find out. Look, yeah. all this to say that there's been a lot of fucking Pinocchios and it is entertaining and it's fun. But I don't remember the last time I actually watched the 1940 Disney Pinocchio. Uh, it's easily been 15 to 20 years since I've seen it. Uh, none of us have probably read the original stories, so we don't even have like a right. you know, a hold on what the original supposedly is supposed to be like. And it's all a game of telephone. But we have a new one. Apparently, it's the good one from 2022. And it's by somebody that I think we all generally like, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Uh, unless unless I'm uh, wrong on that particular dipstick. Yeah. Well, it's it's del Toro. And also, uh, screenwriter, uh, co-screenwriter with del Toro is Pat McHale, who created Over the Garden Wall, which mm-hmm. has a little bit of cred on this podcast. Yeah. Hey, we also like that. We like yeah, that one also, too. <laughs> also, we've spent the last couple of years ending our year. I know it's a little late for that. We're recording in late January right now, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, we usually end out the year with a little stop motion with something brand new and stop yep. motion. What we did, did we Klaus, do last time? We did Robin Robin with Amalia. Was Klaus um, is Klaus, Klaus stop motion? Klaus was traditional. Yeah. It was, no, it, you're right. It wasn't yeah. stop motion, but it was a unique animation. What 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 did we watch that was stop motion? Robin Robin. That that's what it was. Yes, thank yeah. you. Robin Robin was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Klaus uh, this this felt I don't know, something about this felt it did remind me a bit of Klaus, but I think it's just sort of like It's got Pinocchio has more kind of like Christmas vibes than I remembered in the sense mm. that like there's this sort of there's a moral lesson that a boy learns and mostly everybody work everything works out pretty much for the good guys. It's got it's got good Christmas Day vibes. Yeah. There's also a lot of there's a lot of Jesus in this one, so it kind of yeah there was it, there was some Jesus, Jesus, but they said it in 1930s Italy, so yeah. there's no so, yeah. real escaping Jesus. <laughs> can can we uh, Pinocchio do a escape so- from Jesus Mountain? <laughs> can we? Can we do a soft dive in here? Because I have a question about the setting. I love my new shoes, Papa. I am very glad, Carlo. We're going to church first, right? Oh, yes, yes. Buongiorno, Geppetto. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> 
Master Geppetto, you gonna Phoenix the crucifix today? We're gonna do our best. Lady? Oh, such a perfectionist. <coughs> a model Italian citizen. And such a good father. I found the accents in this movie so, so distracting. <laughs> you know, it, no, no, no. This, let me let me get there. Cause like, look, if if we're doing if we're doing, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever, I I'm I'm willing to swallow a sort of very fluid, light British accent, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But here we have some people like the Pinocchio boy, uh, British as fuck, right? Yeah. Some people with that sort of like a twang of transatlantic. Some people are Americans doing an Italian accent. Some people are speaking Italian with American accents. <laughs> Some people are Ron Perlman. Yeah, it just felt like a puzzle I was supposed to... If, you know what I mean? Like, it, yes. it didn't feel like Game yeah. of Thrones, uh, which I already oh. mentioned, where, like, if the accents aren't perfect, I assume it's just... I can yeah. allow the world of the fantasy to take place. This felt like it was doing something, and I, I don't think it was, but it was. It felt like a puzzle that nobody gets to know. Yeah, yeah. see, that's yes. interesting because I did not notice that. That did not disrupt me at all. It was like, oh, really? Christoph Waltz is in this. Oh, Ron Perlman is in this. It was. It was not to me. Oh. I did not notice the mismatch of accents. Oh, it was just see, like, as soon as Geppetto and 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 Pinocchio go to town, and we yeah, they heard walk them the both. Streets. They've they've both been British the whole time, and, and we hear a cacophony sort of, of different accents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just immediately are like, okay, yeah, I'm, like we're gonna do a British thing, whatever. They do that all the time. Like we're in Italy, but it's British because we're American and they're speaking English. And when whatever. yeah, whenever a movie that takes place in a different country are speaking English, we just allow that to be British English. We yeah. sort of accepted that paradigm. But then they show up. And there's people on the street with definitely Italian accented English. And then <laughs> and then when we meet the the what's what's the what do they call him? The 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 the, the not I mean he is sort of Nazi adjacent, right? The fascist. Oh, the cop. just stop? No, he's not Podest the, the Podesta. The Podesta. Podesta when yeah. we meet him, and it's just Ron Perlman doing no accent, and he's this Italian Mussolini cop. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I was completely unmoored. Christoph Waltz didn't matter to me. He's a traveling circus man. He could have any accent. But the people who live in Italy, I was very confused why they all were. It's just a weird tapestry of, uh, of nonsense. Fair enough. F a fair criticism. Let's step back for just a second. Um, dive out before dive we out? let's dive out for a oh, second. Oh, that water was too hot. Let's get back. Uh, <laughs> let's. I just want to say. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, we can we can get further into like our our general opinions, but yeah, I would say this is this movie is not a waste of your time. Um, oh, it's if good. If you are interested, it's really excellent. I loved it. I made me cry. Uh, I, if you like Del Toro, if you like dark fantasy, if you like cool designs and stop motion, you should watch it. And I'm saying that because, you know, we're going to, if you liked, uh, if you liked little Nicky, yeah, sure. You can yeah, randomly sure, yeah, die and like go that. back, go to hell for a minute. Like little yeah. Nicky does. Yeah. Um, if you like. <laughs> You know, Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you really um, enjoyed Bowfinger, if you like, if you like hitting a reboot van, get your squad back up. Yeah, yes. yeah. If you're a Fortnite um, bro, it's all. This is going to be right up your alley. It so, pairs well with. <laughs> so I guess stop this podcast and go watch it because I think it's better seeing it without 
us explaining all of it first. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to it. And you, you know, know what you're getting here. Like We're going to talk about it. Huge yeah. spoilers for Pinocchio, but like <laughs> there's, there's cool stuff that's being done here. So there is. let me, let me give, I wrote a little summary um, just to sort of gloss over the, the, the top stuff. We can, we can tear into it after that, but let me just, uh, let me just give, give this, uh, give this little synopsis here. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio begins with the first five minutes of up style examination of his son, Carlo, who would die in a bombing during the great war. Sebastian J. Cricket arrives to find Geppetto now grief-stricken, drunk, and building a son out of wood before, before passing out from wine and blunt force trauma. Uh, mm-hmm. Over the night, a biblically accurate angel bestows the puppet with life <laughs> and gives the Cricket a wish if, if he looks after the boy. Alive, Pinocchio is pure chaos, drawing yeah. ire from a still-grieving and confounded Geppetto, the local fascists, the Christian church, a circus troupe, Benito Mussolini, and death herself. As he travels Italy in search of his humanity, morality, and his place in Geppetto's family. Also, it's a musical, and Kate yeah. Blanchett plays a shrieking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. In their time. attempt to to desperately find ways to get women into this story, they got Kate Blanchett as the monkey. <laughs> well, okay, okay. There was actually. There was a in the making of on Netflix, which you should also watch. Uh, yeah, which I have not watched. You and Shane there is saw it, a right? Del yes. Toro and Blanchett explain how it happened. And basically, <laughs> he was working with her on Nightmare Alley, and she was like, "Please, is there any part I can do?" And and he's Please, like, so "I want to be a Pinocchio." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Right now, the only part left is a monkey." And she was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm in it. I'll do it." <laughs> Oh my so, god! Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. No. And she only talks in the form of puppets. Like the yes. monkey doesn't it's talk. So cool! It's very that part's cool. cool. That part. I'm super really, cool. I'm really into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've hinted at my only, my only real complaint, which is that if they're gonna make changes to Pinocchio, why not? Like, I don't know. It's such an easy thing to make sure you've got at least a little bit of women in your movie, like. Just the lack of it was like about halfway through the movie. I was like, "Do we have any I mean, late?" Oh, it's <clears throat> death, death. How, and how the many monkey. characters are in Pinocchio? And I mean, Geppetto and the boy are in it, and yep. then the circus man, yeah, and more than a handful of lines. I guess Jiminy Cricket. So we've got sort of like four dudes sort of established. Mm-hmm. Um, Sebastian Cricket. Sebastian, yes. J. Sebastian J. Cricket. Sebastian J. Cricket. Because Jiminy's too much of a silly name, we had to change it to Sebastian. <laughs> well, he's just called the talking cricket in the original story. So that's fine. Yeah, you yeah. Also, apparently him. he gets murdered uh in his in the first time he shows up in the original story. Pinocchio just actually accidentally murders him. the cricket. Ah, yeah. talking cricket. <laughs> But then his yeah. ghost shows up later, I guess. Is... I don't know. I, I guess don't... my question was, I'm with you, Andy. I, I like the general yeah. uh, spirit of the question, but there aren't that many characters. Like, no, there, more there's than a, not. More than one line in the and movie? And I think, I think probably you just stumbled on the only one that would have made like sense. Because like, a, a evil circus person in 1930s or whatever, if we're going to... I mean, it, We don't have to remain accurate to the time period or anything, but probably makes more sense for that to be a shitty dude. But yeah. like... The cricket probably could have been Kate Blanchett. 
Sure. Is where is, you know, I, I don't know. Although that you that's and McGregor real. did a great job. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. I'm just saying it, it given what Pinocchio is, there's probably one or two possibilities they could have done. It's a small gripe. I just wanted to get it out of the way before I talk about how much I like the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh although when when we're talking about characters in the original story, there are <laughs> there there is some wild shit that happens in the original serials because it's a lot more. The original books are a lot are the, like the book. It was like a series, you know, like a sure, yeah, they what, compiled what, like a what yeah, weird compiled, shit does yeah. Pinocchio get into today? Yeah. And it was a lot more like uh, the Odyssey. It was like kind of like Odysseus mm-hmm. where it's just like, uh, all right, now he's on an island dealing with, I don't know, some a big guy. And this is some like weird witches. And now so he's that's doing. What I was going to say is this is this is about as close to the hero's journey as you can get without being the Odyssey. Yes, yes, yes. And. To that point, I actually that's one of I think it's one of the strengths. I feel like this movie, it, while it does sort of there, it, it does take us to some interesting places and kind of, you know, try, you know, to keep the kids interested in lots of different set pieces. I think it remains uh, admirably focused on what the core themes and, and ideas are like just at all times. Yeah, I, I if, feel like it stays pretty laser focused on on exploring these ideas. And there's there's no like. I don't know. There's no stupid side thing with like a squirrel that he meets, and we do that mm-hmm. for like five minutes for no reason. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, right. it's it's lean and it's lean and mean. When I was watching the original Pinocchio this morning, um, it made me realize I should have had a stopwatch for how much of the movie was just bits. <laughs> it's like how much is just bits being done right now? It's like oh, this was just five minutes of bits. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, here's another ten minutes of bits. That's just well, it's not like advancing the plot. A- animators flexing in 1940, right? Yeah, and it's like yeah, people seeing bubbles. a movie in the 40s is like you could be going to a vaudeville show. So yeah. like instead, we're going to give you most of a vaudeville show and also a plot. And a singing puppet. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about the songs in this one? They had songs. Uh, I don't know that they're strictly necessary, but I get yeah, that Yeah, so helps. that's sort of my feeling was like, they're they're fine. They're fun. Um, I always find it a little distracting when a when a movie uh, has like a couple of songs like we're not being a full musical, mm-hmm. right. yeah. but we're not being not a musical. Uh-huh. So. So the so the music was composed by Alexander Desplat, who was also the like composer composer. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool when they do the score and the music. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was able to like layer those themes throughout the whole like the my son song my son my son you are my shining sun my moon my my clear blue daylight sky and if you looked at me today, my heart would heal so far. Mm, that was a great song. Yeah, it's too bad that they made David Bradley as Geppetto. They made Walder Frey like sing and clearly had <laughs> to like pitch correct him so much that he's like, he and Christoph He's, Waltz sound like Daft Punk because yeah, they so they, they definitely are like <laughs> the uncanny valley is happening with their singing voices. I uh huh mm-hmm. yeah, but the kid sounds great. I know. Yeah, we don't know who that kid is. It's this kid named Gregory Mann. 
Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even have a fucking Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like dweeb. The melodies Nobody. are really neat. They're really cool. There's like some, I don't know, some like into the woods and like a little bit of, I don't know, maybe like Blue Danube, Strauss kind of stuff happening. Yeah. And time has come to say farewell. For how long will I go? Is it far? No one knows, no one can tell If I am gone for a long, long time I'll pack away a fine piece of shine The sounds of birds jumping with bells Draw rings of plums to bags of shells The smell of bread, a drop I think what I would have liked to see for a movie that's not going to throw itself all in on being a musical and for a movie that has a very surreal sort of fluid movement between set pieces where Mm -hmm. we just kind of accept that Pinocchio has gotten into trouble. Um, I think some some of the using the music to maybe do a little bit more plot explaining the could have could have helped there well you know um, what i realized rory mm-hmm. is what the most of the songs do when the when the music starts is they start doing montages of other plot things they do yeah while yeah. the they song show, is going yeah. on instead of stopping the plot to to see a soft shoe number while they're Which singing is fair. And hold it right on Which the perhaps accomplishing the same thing more deftly but i don't know that it yeah i still felt like this movie was a bit of a bit of a, a dreamscape yeah, right. and it, and it, it didn't feel totally grounded in re- in the reality of the of the f- uh, of the fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not to not to get completely up mine and the American musical theater canon's Dude. own ass, but that does that does make it not a musical to me. Like right. like the 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 American musical is is based around <laughs> the idea that the the music is happening. We stop to do it. Like it's it's you know. It's not necessarily literal singing, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing it in the moment. All of the music, like you were saying in this movie, is used to underscore a montage, even if it is uh, diegetic, right? When he's doing his numbers with the with the circus, it's, you know, it's to it's to mark the passage of time. It's to like we're seeing other stuff. It's st- it's still a very cinematic. Yeah, uh, it's very thing. which is very efficient. Right. And and Disney movies traditionally are more like the American musical theater where like right. where you, you know, Snow Stop White's going to sing a song. Yeah, we're doing a number like Belle is dancing with a bunch of fucking, you know, spoons and shit. And we're doing that. It's, it's not it's like char- it's character development, not plot development. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's interesting. It's interesting the toes they dip towards being something like that. But but while still being I don't know, it, it feels kind of uh it's a both ways. It's a both ways thing. There's a blessing and a curse to it. Yeah, it feels more utilitarian than it does. Like we're really doing a musical number. It advances and... the plot, but it also devalues its own songs. Yeah, by, yeah, by that's doing that, that's exactly right? that's exactly right. Yeah, and I, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think I think you're. I mean, I just criticized it, so I I don't want to backpedal too much defending no, uh, the medium of cinema, but um, it is a. It's it's a more and I don't mean this derogatorily. It's a more advanced uh, 
medium in the sense of like there's yeah. more things, there's more people, there's more devices, there's more tools. It's, you know, it's the car to the bicycle. The bicycles right. are you so have... great. It's just less pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, I mean, it's all just creative choices. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset by them. I'm just, I wish the songs, well, I, I guess, don't know. I guess my, yeah, I think. Well, it's a little odd to say it's not a musical because it doesn't do the way I like it in the theater. Feels a little no, bit. No, 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 no. I, I just mean I'm. I don't mean it's not a musical. I mean like it's, it's not, not a, a quote capital, unquote, capital it's not M a musical. Capital M musical, right? Okay, the, sure. in, in the in the way that Disney tradition usually is, which sure. sort of sets this aside in a way. And that's a that's I feel like a tradition we've seen in other stuff we've watched. Like Robin Robin also does. Right. It has a mix of those things. It has Robin right. Robin had like that that birds number where he talked about all the things that he likes, but it also had numbers that were kind of like understated while we watched a montage. Well, and guess what else? Over the garden wall. True. Mm, true. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo, yeah bingo. A mix of both of those things. I just think I just think it's interesting, and 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 it, it it served to to put me in kind of this middle between place where, to your original point. It feels a little weird when there's just like two and a half songs in a full length movie. It's, 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 it is odd. <laughs> it, it, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in it. And then they just don't do music again for half an hour. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess yeah. they just sang a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have something I want to talk about, just yeah. so that we say it out loud. Uh, the preponderance of uh, Oscar-nominated talent that he just sort of gets to drag into his movies. I mean, we mentioned already a couple of these names, but uh, I'm just I'm just going to rattle off a few names because Ewan McGregor, David Bradley, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett, Ron Perlman. We got Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. John Turturro plays like a two second part as the doctor the in doctor, his village. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson is the rabbits. Tom Kenny plays a few of the characters, including my favorite character in the movie, Benito Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> also, Tom Kenny was in, I think, two of the other Pinocchio movies in, released in 2022. <laughs> so it, it, this is another sort of logistics thing. Because Del Toro is often attached to these large studio projects where he has he has these people around and mm -hmm. he's doing them for years. Uh I wonder if this is one of those sort of bootstrap things where you just kind of get somebody you're working with to go spend an afternoon in the sound booth. That sounds totally. like that's how the Kate Blanchett thing happened. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how the Kate Blanchett thing happened. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. It's Which like, is cool. I like the idea that these guys are figuring out a ways to kind of like bootstrap a movie into reality mm -hmm. that nobody else was going to make until he kind of did it backdoor yes. style. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. I like, what a, what a use of John Turturro. <laughs> um, but um, but speaking of Del Toro's access to uh, to this talent, uh, I think this movie to me levies a similar criticism as it, as Nightmare Alley. And, and for the record, I love that movie. A lot of it's a little bit divisive. It. It's a a lot of people kind of it's a love or hate it movie. I loved it, and um, but the 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 reasonable criticism of that, and I think probably Shape of Water as well. Um, would be a little bit of an indulgent uh, length runtime. Mm. Yes. And uh, yeah, this movie's not too long, but it's not tight. It's it's meandering. Yeah. It I mean, and two hours for a kid's movie is pushing it just in general, unless we just is. accept this is not a real kid's movie and it's I for grown-ups who like really. Pinocchio. Uh, it's... That's it's, fine if we want to say it's not a kid's movie, but it, I, mean, I still it think it didn't be. need... It, it's... It's not really a two-hour film. I, th I I feel like a lot of the stuff 
devolved into, um, I don't know. It was fun, fun things that I think would be odd to cut, you know, but then didn't play the same, didn't have the same oomph that they would get Mm -hmm. in a tighter movie. Yeah. So I think my main criticism on that note is that I feel like while I enjoyed everything that was there, I think it did introduce one too many concepts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's perfect way to say it. Yeah. And I would have I wanted I wanted 10 to 15 more minutes of time with with Candlewick and his dad. Yeah. For for where we for what we had. Yeah, they were fun with. And that was and that's, I think, probably where this movie is most obviously too long, because that's a complete fabrication, as far as I know, of Del Toro's. Of this Candlewick. Sort of. Candlewick is an existing character. I, I believe that. What I mean but is the drama like, around it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, where, the, where, they is, to, is... where they go to Nazi boot camp for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes the place of I, I. So the so the Pinocchio, the original movie and the remake with Tom Hanks that I also it's got like an today. island that they go to. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so that is from the story. There's like. In the in the story, it's the land of toys, and that yeah, turns the, kids little boys into whatever, donkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that you know, you can look at sort of how that is paralleled by right. taking a bunch of boys off to these like Hitler to youth be, camps. Yeah, to be subverted, to be used yeah. for yeah, exactly, to be soldiers. Right, and it's it's a neat sort of update to that because in the original animation, you know, it's just like. It's another thing that happens, right? It doesn't it all sort it, of tie in. And it has in. no real stakes because he's a wooden puppet. So it's like now the wooden puppet has donkey ears. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, yeah. It just. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that just reminded me. There is a line in the synopsis for the original story about uh, the donkey situation that I have to read. <laughs> that's another one of those adaptations Pinocchio and his donkey situation yeah Um, so oh sorry maybe we'll cut this while I control F for donkey skin (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so let me just read this passage right Um, soon both Pinocchio and Candlewick are fully transformed Pinocchio is sold to a circus where he's trained to do tricks until he falls and sprains his leg after seeing the fairy with turquoise hair in one of the box seats the ringmaster then sells Pinocchio to a man who wants to skin him and make him in, make him into a drum the man throws the donkey into the sea to drown him when the man goes to retrieve the corpse all he finds is a living marionette Pinocchio explains that the fish ate all the donkey skin off of him and now he is a puppet again Pinocchio Ugh. dives back into the water and swims out to sea. When the terrible dogfish appears, he's swallowed by it. Inside the dogfish, he finds Geppetto. They escape with the help of a tuna and look for a new place to live. Wow. Um, that's that's one paragraph of a, like, 30-paragraph synopsis of, like, at one point, there's an island of bees. Oh, just like in the Astro Boy show we watched. Yes, <laughs> Pinocchio, which actually kind of makes sense now that I think yes, about it. Yes, it does. Because Astro Boy is also mm-hmm. a Pinocchio story, so. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, dang. Oh. Oh, I hate so, that. Yeah. Recontextualizing the Astro Boy episode that we saw three years ago. Now the um, bees are even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was possible. Stupid. I didn't know it there's was also a, lit a reference. There's a gorilla judge, apparently. Mm, Pinocchio man. and the gorilla judge. <laughs> 
Also, there's a big snake with a smoking tail, and then the snake laughs so hard that he bursts an artery and dies. That also happens. Wow. Um, so basically, what I'm getting here is that any adaptation of Pinocchio has to combine, sure, has, condense, yeah. clip yeah. everything into a coherent narrative because it's not in the original text. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I respect... I don't know that we don't really have. I'm going to say this out loud and someone's going to be like, oh, no, actually, we do have something like this. I'm just going to say it and then we can talk about it. I don't think we have anything particularly analogous to the serialized published novel these days. Not too much. Like I'm Dickens and I'm writing it as we go. And TV is sort of like that. But I feel like there's way more structure around it rather than just like, yep, here's next chapter. Put it out in the uh, world. Well, okay, so there actually, I guess there there is. It would be um, what you know the sort of the airplane novels. Your John Grisham's, your Dean Koontz's, but <laughs> but they they are not sort of. I don't think in the in the public zeitgeist in any meaningful yeah, fan way. Fan fiction chapters, yeah. you know, the way that Ugh, they come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not uh, the same thing as published novels from well, no, people. But know. Uh, here, I'll say this also from the Wikipedia. Tom Clancy would be another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They say, so the story stopped after nearly four months and eight episodes at chapter 15, but by popular demand from readers, the episodes were resumed, and then the story was published later as a single book. Whoa. Huh. Um, and it originally ended, I think, with Pinocchio just being hung by a tree, uh, by the fox <laughs> and the cat. Um, wow. And he just, you know, because it was like, and let that be a warning to you kids to not trust. I could see these as a series of short stories being a lot of fun. Um where you yeah. have you have no commitment to a grand narrative. It's just mm-hmm. what trouble does Pinocchio get up to? You like the mm-hmm. character. You like this guy's imagination. Yeah. Where does he go? What fun things does he do? Does he blow totally. up a snake? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my one of my original <laughs> criticisms after watching um, this movie uh, before I watched some of the other stuff uh, was like, I feel like the growing nose isn't a huge part of this movie. And then I realized in... Almost every other Pinocchio adaptation, the growing nose and the lying stuff isn't a huge part of any adaptation of Pinocchio. Uh huh. And it's I sort think of it's become in the public, it's like what we associate with Pinocchio. It is. That's but in totally the story, true. It's like barely there. So, and I think that's really smart to tone it down because it's the most like cliche Paul Blart Mall Cop establishing some skill at the beginning of the movie to pe- <laughs> to. to, to to save the day later. To save like, the cat. It's, yeah. It's so it's so lame if you if you <laughs> just like establish it as a plot device. It's so almost that he can like grow. establishing a veterinarian who helps yeah. wild animals, and then to not have her help the Bigfoot at the end is a very <laughs> sort of strange. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Yeah, Shane. At some point, uh, a few weeks ago, they uh, without me because I was unavailable. They recorded a special on Little Bigfoot, and I have yet to listen to this cut. And I don't know anything about Little Bigfoot yet. <laughs> we know one thing about Little Bigfoot. He fucks. He fucks the other movie. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So aside from, I mean. Do we want to do we want to briefly talk about how good the animation is? Because we we have to. That's, we have to. It's it's hard to talk about how good something is. Sure, in an especially in an audio format, right? Uh, we but, can't clip drop it, but it's good. But it is. It's it is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and and I I've tabbed through some of that making of documentary bit and just seeing them like they've got these time lapse shots that they do of people like manipulating the the puppets and the puppets look like they're moving at real speed, but you see the Ugh, like people moving so behind them super fast. And it's so cool because they really have found ways to make these puppets move just like 3D is animated it, characters. Is this movie in it's not entirely stop motion, is it? No, yeah, I, it think feels, the, I think it feels there's... they made it up with or like assisted with animation, but I I, I'm, I'm sure it's assisted. I'm sure there's there's a composite everywhere, get, like frog and toad vibes from it. A slight amount of green screening uh, mm-hmm. of of yeah. like armature of like green screening armature out of the way and a few yeah. background elements. But primarily it is entirely stop motion. There's a couple of things that you that you yeah. can't stop motion like the like the, the water is. It would yeah. be so hard for them. Yeah, to that's what I meant. Yes. I, I wasn't I wasn't yeah. looking for it. I was, so I didn't really notice that it was entirely all one mm-hmm. way or entire or obviously assisted. So I just, well, yeah, just wanted to ask. And that's what's cool. It's it's almost it's almost a disservice it. way. to the animation of how good it is. It almost yeah. is because because it just becomes you're not aware of it. Yeah, and you're that's just the like curse it's like making when you make it look yeah, effortless. Exactly, you don't see the work on screen. It's in in it. It looks very much like you know a stylized 3D animated movie or something, except for the moments where my brain kicks back in and like kicks myself to remind me like these are real puppets. These are photos of puppets, and it was like you know amazing. It's amazing to remember that, but in the moment they do it so well and it's so seamless that that it's like it's like watching, you know, a Pixar Smart film. Smart choice something. too. You would think that in the in the grand pantheon of the Pinocchio of the Pinocchio universe, the you know, Pinocchio cinematic universe, um <laughs> to my knowledge nobody has done a sort of st- a stop motion with right the, with like the a material, real puppet, which yeah. is which makes perfect sense to do. Yeah. It's, yes. And and I it's it seems so obvious in retrospect. I guess that's sort of the same thing with the curse of of uh, effortlessness. But like, I'm kind of blown away. Nobody did it. Ever. Yeah, yeah. So maybe well, it's it not as him, obvious as one would think. <laughs> it took him 15 years, Rory. So some people don't really have that kind of time to sink wait, into something. Wait, wait. The production time on this was 15 years. Yeah, he started working on it in 2008. When do you when do you think they started like? really building the puppets and shooting was that about, must have been more recently about right? like 10 years after that but still right but like you know still that's all that's that's a yeah. that's a hefty amount of time to be trying to put this production together and well yeah. and not only that not only that if you like if you go and you and if you actually like eventually watch this making of i want they to talk they talk about how they rewrote the script multiple times they talked about how there are some puppets that like are background characters that were originally not background characters. So they <laughs> yeah. spent they spent like a whole year building the bad guy puppet and he like they changed it into this new bad guy because Del Toro was like, no, I like that other one better as the bad guy instead. Oh, so well, did they do also, like a Stromboli type? Yeah. yeah so they the, had the guy a, with the beard is the, that you see in the background with the lady at all of the carnival the scenes. Circus, he was yeah. the circus guy. He, like he was the original bad guy. Oh, OK, that that makes yeah, sense to and, me. But actually, Del Toro said he didn't like it because it felt like it was kind of like a trope character. And you can kind of see there's there's some of that like greedy Jewish archetype mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, Stromboli can kind of play into a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, the sort of long black beard and nose, and their piles yeah, of money, yeah. and you know this kind of kind of yucky stuff. Even if it's Italy, I don't know. It's like the whole yeah, yeah, yeah thing. He's so he went for the fox, the 
anthropomorphized, well, the, the human humanpromorphized version of the fox <laughs> yeah, character that the becomes pointy boy. Count, Count Volpe, uh-huh. Christoph Waltz character. Um, yeah. He becomes sort of the primary villain for most of the movie, and then he sort of fights with the Ron Perlman character, not physically, but narratively, uh, mm-hmm. on sort of who's the main antagonist. But Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So so plot wise, like moving through this, we've got like it starts. We've got most like a lot of setup and and relationship stuff with with Geppetto and Pinocchio, and then the circus comes around and he's you know he signs his life away to the circus because because Pinocchio is really fun and and extremely chaotic early on. He he has no idea what what's what, and he's just like you know, pure id or whatever, just wandering around and trying to find what's fun. Get away from me. Everything is new to me. You, you, stand back. Don't come near me. You do What do you call it? Call it? it, it it's a clock. Don't touch it. What to do with it? With it? It sings at six o'clock. No! What to do with it, with it? You tap, you smash, you shatter! Love it! I love it! Everything is And so he joins the circus, and then the fascists notice him, and they realize that he can't die, and so he's going to be a perfect soldier, a perfect little child soldier who can't die. Right, it's, it's like Edge of Tomorrow all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> And so there's a phase where he joins the circus and is going to send money home it's also, to Geppetto. It's also a little bit Hellboyish, right? To yes. Be, mm-hmm. the, the Nazis yeah. want this sort of like magical monster to Nazi fight Nazi deep science <laughs> yeah. division. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely Del Toro shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he joins the circus and goes off with them for a while until that sort of blows up. And then he, he, uh, we get to, this is my favorite, my favorite part. I just got to talk about it. They do. There's, you know, right around the time that that Pinocchio's truly soured on this circus relationship, and he's realized that he's not going to get any money, and no money's getting sent home to Papa. Uh, they do, <laughs> they do a a fucking uh, performance for Mussolini because <laughs> he likes puppets. Mussolini Me, gets I like out of puppets. yes. This is what I'm trying to get to. Mussolini gets out of the car. And he's so small, and he's got these big bodyguards. They walk up, and he looks at the sign, and he goes, My luck of the puppets. I wrote this number just for you. <laughs> I like a puppets. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things in the whole movie. And I love it. I, I love it so much. Uh, but yeah, he does not like the show that they end up doing, because Pinocchio just does a big a big poopy fart joke instead of the <laughs> yeah. script. Well, Pinocchio unionizes with the other downtrodden <laughs> performer, the Cape Blanchette monkey named Spazzatura. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spazzatura. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they team up to create, yeah, this sort of bastardized version of their like propaganda song that they do. Mm-hmm. That's just like, I do my shit. I do my poopy, you know, whatever, <laughs> like the kind of thing that a child yeah. would come up with to be crass yeah it's uh it's oh my god did i write down any of it it's like you are farting farting in the men's lavatory eat caca big baby like a bag of poop 
These are puppets I do not like. Shoot him! He's <laughs> <laughs> just making us shoot them. <laughs> so yeah. good. And then a smash cut to Pinocchio waking up in the land of the dead again with these yeah. skeletal rabbits playing cards. Yeah, played by Tim Blake Nelson. I do want to. I do want to uh, talk about that in a minute. Uh, yes, the, the little Nicky scenes. Yes, yeah. all the little Nicky scenes, but. Uh, there's there's two more like phases. So then we do the 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 part where he's doing the child soldier bit because after he dies that time he's recovered by Ron Perlman and is forced to train to be a soldier with his son. And then after that uh, goes to hell, then he uh, he goes and finds Geppetto inside the the big fish because Geppetto's gotten eaten by the fish and they and they do the final the final bit of drama about saving Geppetto and becoming a real boy, et cetera, et cetera. So like mm-hmm. there's kind of like big five big chunks. Um, and it's that fourth one that's, that feels a little maybe out of place that we were talking about earlier. But, uh, but I feel like maybe it would have felt like not enough if it was just the circus drama. And then we went yeah. and saved him from a fish. It's, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't every, know how you can have it all, but every filmed Pinocchio story seems to be like, two major adventures that he has is like carnival. And then there's the other thing. And Mm -hmm. usually it's the, like the lost Island pleasure Island Island of lost toys or, you know, whatever. (laughs) That's that's Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah. The Island of misfit toys is Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah. You know, whatever, but he is a misfit toy. So that's true. That's true. He's Um, literally a misfit toy. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it sort of fills a, a space that most Pinocchio adaptations need to fill because it doesn't have a single enough, yeah. enough shit to fill, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. Well, and, really. and the belly of the whale becomes this, like it's the most on the nose sort of parable mm-hmm. in the, in the narrative mm-hmm. and it, and, and in doing so and including it where the other ones are, I think a little more subtle. Um, you do, you buy a little goodwill that it, the, the narrative doesn't have to be literal, uh, a sort of a plot that makes sense. It's like, oh, he's doing, he's doing these like big lesson things. Yeah. 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 You know, what's funny I noticed about, uh, he's, he's a Christ figure. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. He literally got crucified by, uh, yeah. he did. Uh, and, and at one point Count earlier, Volpe. he's like, I'm made of wood that, that Jesus you made is made out of wood. Everyone likes him. Why don't they like me? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good I'm question. basically Jesus. That's a that's a legitimate question. I died and I came <laughs> back. I'm Jesus. I'm Papa Jesus. There are no strings on him. No, with a capital H. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thou art stringless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a funny the funny thing about uh, the the whale stuff, mm-hmm. I guess, um, that I noticed was. I felt a little bit, it was, it's a little bit of an interesting choice, I think. And I think adaptations have to struggle with this, but the fact that Pinocchio and Spazzatura find Geppetto and the cricket oh, yeah. in the Get, whale. Getting them sort all of, into the whale was pretty sloppy. They sort mm-hmm. of find each other by pure yep. circumstance. And also the Volpe finds Pinocchio just before that kind of by circumstance because a bomb just happens to blow up the training camp and then suddenly Ron Perlman is dead and then suddenly the the count is back and he's like, I just found you. 
you know, and then he stumbles into finding Geppetto and it doesn't feel like there are a lot of earned victories. No, the, uh, at the, the end. However, however, in the 1940s Pinocchio, uh, they find out Pinocchio after getting home finds out that Geppetto's in the whale because the blue fairy delivers a magic letter from the sky <laughs> that says that Geppetto's in a whale and is still alive. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I do. I do really like the uh, the scene before Geppetto is swollen. Swollen. Uh, swallowed. <laughs> um, he's on this little fishing boat with this this is unnamed fisherman who just oh yeah who just kills himself when he sees the whale. He just, <laughs> he just leaves. Yeah, he jumps into the ocean. See? So yeah, fucking see you later. funny. Yeah, I don't really want to be in a whale. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I. I am not equipped. I'm not a biblical scholar and I am not equipped. I, I barely even read the Bible. I read it one time back in high school. But obviously, there's a lot of like baked into Pinocchio. Like we've already hinted at it, but baked into Pinocchio, there's a lot of like Bible imagery. Obviously, the Jonah Parables. and the whale yeah. stuff. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot in there. And I don't know. I don't know how much this particular adaptation grapples with it. Uh, there's a lot more textual Christianity, but that I feel like has more to do with the explicit decision to set it in 30s Italy. Right. And less yeah. to do about like wanting to really draw parallels to the Bible. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's interesting. Because this story, this story is about death while, while the 40s Pinocchio is about wishing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> this story is kind of about, I mean, it's about, it's about it's obviously it's extremely trite to say the story is about family, but like, I mean, it's about being a family and what that means. And it's about death and what that means. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I like the decision. So at the very end, Pinocchio does not become a flesh and blood boy. Yeah. But Pinocchio ends up, you know, we, I mean, we're left with the he trades sort of, immortality, which is the whole journey. He wants to become a real boy. And then he's like, yes. you know what? I guess I'm going to be I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to be a robot forever <laughs> and wander the earth. Well, with, and with one life, though. Yeah, there's an assumption that and, and, and what is it that the cricket he says something like, I'm sure he does die. Yeah. The wood will rot eventually or whatever. Yeah. And and I, you know. Obviously, it's, again, a little it's a kid's movie in this regard where they do these obvious on the nose things like this. But at the end, he almost says like the little thesis where it's like, you know, will he eventually die? I think so. And that maybe that makes him a real boy. What happens yeah. happens and then we're gone. And so like oh, the, the idea of being, you know, <laughs> being mortal is about like accepting that one day you're going to end. And right. that that makes you a real boy, even if you're not flesh and blood. You're a wood boy. You're still a magical wooden <laughs> boy. But the fact that you'll die one day means that you're a real boy. Yeah. Life is made valuable by dying one day. Yeah. Which is very del Toro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's There's things that don't feel like... I'll say, if I was going to show my six-year-old this, I would be worried that the lack of extremely obvious these are the bad guys feelings on the ones doing zig heils would make my six-year-old start doing hitler salutes yeah which means that like maybe it's for slightly older kids with more context uh historically but then those older kids maybe aren't gonna enjoy some of the more simplistic messages in the movie quite as much as like the younger kid that it seems a little geared towards i don't know it's an odd there's it's an no, odd one 
there's no conversation about right. about that, right? So they 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 talk a lot about Pinocchio being a good boy, and they talk about like what makes him a good boy. And really, throughout the entire movie, Pinocchio is like a catalyst for change and all the characters around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't actually, but they don't actually discuss like the real world issues happening around him, right? They don't focus right. on it way at all. That- that makes it, I think, smart to set it in fascist Italy, where yeah. there's there's few few more cartoonishly villainous characters to, <laughs> yes. to, to 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 use as your as your villains. That like, um, you know, nobody will accidentally think Darth Vader is the coolest guy in the movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, totally. but as yeah, you I mean, said, it, there's a reason Mussolini is you know they, is small and dumb, <laughs> and they do a poop comedy about him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. The poop song. Yeah. I just think I think some of it's a little more, you know, if we're talking about child audiences, right? Like I hear you. I hear you said and it's not wrong yeah. uh, in yeah. the sense yeah. that like somebody very young who has uh, zero exposure to that. But I think I think, you know, eight, nine, ten probably yes. knows yes. knows the Nazis existed and were dirtbags. And yeah. And, you know. As always with this sort of conversation, if your parents aren't sitting down and watching and having little post movie discussions with you about things, then what what's going on? Right. Like help me I, help I, your kids digest. I think one of my favorite scenes was Pinocchio and Candlewick talking in the training camp at night. Uh, yeah, their beds next to each other, and like Candlewick starts like crying. He's been a shit to Pinocchio the whole movie. Uh, for like one he shows scene. up. Well, yeah, the, yeah. They for, they don't for give us scene, enough time. <laughs> no, but he I mean he makes a strong impression by being Yeah, we get we get little hint. hints that he's a bit of a pe- little bit of a piss boy. <laughs> he yeah. makes Pinocchio set his feet on fire. <laughs> yeah. <And> Pinocchio's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I've got light feet." This is metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um which is actually from the original book is is that Ooh. his feet catch on fire and then they get burned off and he gets new feet made. Nice. Okay, um, cool. But uh but yeah, I don't know Candlewick like opening up about the sort of you know, the toxic masculinity that his dad puts forward and the sort of like being brave and you're a coward and, and yeah. you can just see that, you know, Candlewick is not, is not feeling, uh, loved, uh, or mm-hmm. appreciated. And, uh, Pinocchio gets to like inflect a little bit and gets to like repeat the cricket's words. Yeah. He's got the cricket wisdom. Cricket wisdom. Yeah. You know, all fathers love their sons, but, Sometimes fathers feel despair, like everyone else, and they say things they only think they mean in the moment. But with time, they learn they never really meant it at all. And they may even call you ugly things like a burden or a coward, but inside, they love you. Yeah, it's it's good. This is nice. It's and it, it really is it that kind of acting reminds me that they are fake things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are done by taking a series of photos really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially when like, people are like start crying. And you, you know? feel the emotion. It's like Yeah. How mm-hmm. did you do this? Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, apparently one thing I saw when I again when I was tabbing through the documentary is that uh all the rest of them are built more like the usual, like, I mean, usual, the, the modern mechanical stop motion puppets, but that Pinocchio is 3D printed. Yes. Yeah. So they can swap out all of his faces. 
and because they wanted him to feel wooden, and so none of him deforms really. He's he's actually like like his face oh, is always right, the same sure, shape and size because it's not yeah. putty. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The thing about that too is they kind of acknowledged. Um, so Carlo, the son, who we actually, unlike other adaptations, we really get to see spend time with uh, Geppetto's. What an angelic, son. perfect boy he is! Oh, yeah. he doesn't die. <laughs> Yeah, um, he does. <laughs> Soft boy. But yeah, but they were saying that they because the style of puppet is a a puppet they have to manipulate. It's a lot easier for those puppets to have b- like big, heavy brows and beards and things like Geppetto, where they can move and show expressive animation. Mm-hmm. But having a little soft boy like Carlo with with not a lot going on with his character design. Right. Like, it's really yeah, hard yeah, if to... Yeah, if you can't exaggerate someone's feature into a giant handle you can hold and manipulate, if you need to if you need to ever so slightly move a cheek, that's... Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that... right? <laughs> that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I already don't know how people have the patience and skill to do the, the stuff with those other puppets, let alone a, a soft boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did want to say about Carlo, though. Um... The it is a real gut twist where when we follow Carlo and his father um, just sort of doing stuff around town and they're fixing the church, building this crucifix in the church and a bomb falls on the church. And oh. it's uh, Ewan McGregor's narration during this time where he explains that it was later said that Geppetto's little town was not even a target. That these planes were heading back to base and simply let go of their bombs to make their ballast lighter. That is that's horrifying. Like yeah. it's such a it's such a well deployed, you know, um and it feels real, right? It feels like these kind of awful things that happen in war that happen for no point. Yeah. Yeah, that was there's a lot of there's a lot of little moments that just like completely tug your tug your heart your heart's dick yeah it's (laughs) no (laughs) no it's it is incredibly packed like this is why it's i I was i was like how are we gonna fucking talk about this because yeah there's a lot and and you know i mean we're bouncing around a lot because that's just i think it's the only way that we can manage to yeah if we if we went if we went scene by scene we'd be here for twice forever the the movie yeah (laughs) oh Here's so why don't why don't we do that? Why don't we do a little bit of like uh popcorn <laughs> around and pick pick the like the the things that you liked or the things that you that stuck with you? I'm I'll I'll start. I have a random thing I want to talk about. Mine is that when Pinocchio first gains life and wakes up and says hello, I'm Pinocchio to Geppetto. He is like a Spider Boy nightmare because yeah, he's so like, scary. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know how to use his limbs yet, and he's his, they're off in weird directions, and he's like, "I'm Pinocchio," <laughs> <laughs> and it was really spooky. Yeah, it's very yeah, scary. Like on, on that, I mean, maybe other adaptations or the original go into this more. Uh, Pinocchio as a sort of as an outcast pariah. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I've seen um, in this one, in Del Toro's Pinocchio, the world is much less on board about the existence of this of mm-hmm. this robot boy uh, yeah. than I like. Everybody is off put or outwardly hostile or Satan. at best Witchcraft. trying to exploit him 
for their yeah. own gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even Geppetto I, doesn't like him at first, really. Totally. Yeah, and I think that's one way that the uh, the movie benefits from having the fox character become a human. Because if you also have anthropomorphic animal creatures wa- walking around, I mean, Spazzatura kind of qualifies, but kind of I mean, not. there's a talking cricket, but we just sort of yes, have to accept that. There is, but he's not, like, visible to... Human-sized. He's not human-sized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. If, if you had a talking fox wearing a coat and being like, hello, I'm a normal person <laughs> in society, it's like, that makes it harder to justify why a little wooden boy is weird. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I just really I just really liked how weird they made him at the beginning. <clears throat> yeah. And he's just like he's truly he truly he's feels otherworldly weird. It really felt <laughs> I when I when I started the movie I was like this is I'm gonna, this is going to be a long watch. So... <laughs> yeah, it was good though. Was, I have fun. a moment. I have a, a screaming little weirdo. <laughs> <Constantly>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you really get, you know, in Geppetto's in, in a dark place. Like, the dude is a drunk, which makes sense. Uh, it's never been shown before. And, and right. very little other adaptations really go f- too far into Geppetto, even indicating that Geppetto had a, had a son previously. Like, I the, the 40s movie it. doesn't mention it. Yeah. I I love the fact that he comes home just totally trashed and he half carves his head and he's like, uh, I'll finish it later. Yeah, because yeah. Pinocchio just has one ear the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of nails in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's your so, moment, uh, Austin? Yeah. So there's a moment um, where we are meeting Candlewick for the first time because Pinocchio wandered into church and that caused some ire. And so the local fascist comes over um, with his son. And um, is talking about, you know, you got to keep this kid buttoned down and maybe send him to school, I guess, uh, if you're not going to keep him in a closet. <laughs> uh, and he's but he's talking about his son, Candlewick, and he's like, look at my boy, Candlewick. Yes, yes. A model fascist youth, proud, and brave, virile like his father and his teeth, perfect teeth and no sign of jaundice. <laughs> i don't know the way that it was the way that scene. he's yeah it's and it's so it's so thrown away the line and is it's so thrown prefaced away. by his boy no the whole scene was was kind of basic not basic comedy but like it was a comedy scene right it opens mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. i think candlewick fucks up his sig heil yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, there's it's a little slapsticky but it's fun it's good yeah it, it is good and and then he Ron, lights Pinocchio on fire. Yeah, <laughs> I really like like as soon as Ron Perlman starts seeing the value of Pinocchio and his this sort of undying wooden boy, and he starts being like, mm, "Yes, you're made from the true Italian pine." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at you! You're such a tool of the state. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's there's some neat environmental storytelling as well where. In the early times with Carlo, the walls had just sort of regular Italian art on it. I don't know, just the like, oh, buy my bread or whatever kind of stuff on the walls. And then in the years since, when Pinocchio's around, it has been replaced by fascist propaganda. And, yeah, yeah. Propaganda. Christ, you yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, different thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like. It's good. It's well done. There are a lot of cool ways that they layer stuff in. What about what about you, Shane? I I'm a big fan of all the little Nikki stuff. <laughs> um, it's fun. I, th- 
I mm-hmm. for for some reason I I really wanted a moment where he died a lot really fast Same. in a row over mm-hmm. and over and mm-hmm. over again, right? Like I wanted a quick him jumping out of the coffin like five or six times and then like messing up the rabbits game of cards. And it's, finally, it's where this kind of movie would go to, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There could be a whole other movie that follows just him being a soldier and doing the dying. Like yes. that whole stuff is one movie and the other half is a different movie kind of. Yep. Well, and I, I don't think we've said it out loud, but like there's this very sort of unexplained magical rule that because he was given life unnaturally and he's sort of immortal, every time he dies, he has to wait in the land of the dead for a longer and longer time yeah, period to go to the DMV to get his license to license yeah. to his body back. He yeah, has yeah. a respawn yeah. timer. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's dark, and it's also just in general a very dark take on his immortality of like, yeah. no, he does die a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> he goes where all dead back. people go. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really dies. It's just not forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it, and, and the place where dead people live isn't dope. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know... I know Austin has seen it. I don't know if if y'all have seen this movie called The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, but mm-hmm. one of the one of the central one of the central things about her time traveling ability is that I know this is a bit of a spoiler. I'm sorry. Watch the movie; it's really good. One of the main things is that she's only got a certain number of uses, and she doesn't realize that at first. And so there is this montage of her just kind of like frivolously wasting it and using it for dumb shit until she realizes what's up. And that could have been an interesting reveal where Pinocchio like, like wastes, wastes his, you know, because he's having fun dying in weird ways. And then is like, Oh (laughs) shit, I've been, this has consequences. Yeah. Of of whatever kind that were, you know, rather than just sort of, you know, fairy tale style being told what the consequences were, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, eh. I bet there's a hundred percent. There was either a cut scene or a planned, other whole other 20 yeah, 30 to, to minutes to do more right? with the death that, stuff for sure yeah. did more with yeah. felt too big for how much of a more or less underutilized it's more or less yeah. just a gag there, the yeah and there's also some dialogue that that happens whenever he dies a couple times or you're like did i miss a scene because it sounds like yeah he's been there a few times whenever he walks past the table and they're like oh right. it's this this fucking guy again mm-hmm. yeah totally and he's like i can die as many times as i want they're like we know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i but I don't know. I, I in and in, in general, you know, this podcast has had a, a preference for for this sort of storytelling of of not over explaining the weird like stuff that governs your world. I was okay with like we've got this spooky You can say it. Say the words, Andy. Spooky angel magic, magic system. system. We've got the spooky system. angel and she made him have life, and then she's got a sister who runs death. And they don't maybe get along. We never see them interact. And she's like, yeah, there's rules. And here's the rules. And I'm not going to explain why they're rules, but you got to. Also, they're so fucking cool. Their designs are cool designs. Yeah, they're very Del Toro. They got eyes everywhere. How how long to open and close all those eyes too when you're animating (laughs) it. Yeah. It was it was really awesome when you first see the, you know, it's the blue fairy in the in the Disney movie. But, you know. When you first see her show up, she's like got her wings all like closed in front of her. So she kind of looks like an inscrutable blue shape with like eyes an on eyeball it. eyeball cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And then she spreads the wings out and you're like, oh, I don't know if this got better, but you look more like a person now. Yeah. She's like a sphinx. <laughs> she's like a, yeah. she's definitely like sphinx like. Yeah. It's really neat. What about the cloaca whale? 
<laughs> how do you feel about fish. how do you feel about the uh the blowhole the, pro, the, butthole, the, the butthole monster the prolapsed butthole monster <laughs> <laughs> oh no i sneezed out of my <laughs> yeah they're like if we tick if we tickle his butthole just the right way he'll sneeze us out <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, that was. I that was kind of was there for it. It was. It was. You know, you're in. You're already inside the the guts of this monster. It's. It's a little bit. We go. We're just go into the body horror of it, right? Yeah. Make it gross. Make it yeah. fucking gross. And it was just I, extra, I like it a lot. Extra, extra like like tuby and pulsy. <laughs> yeah. Like a big pulsing nasty blow tube. Of I really want to see that. Yeah, I really want to see that puppet like. By mm. itself, out of the water, not doing anything. I would like to like just t- take a look at it because it's very cool. Yes, and I also, whenever I'm watching stop motion stuff, uh, one of the thoughts I have afterwards is like, how big are these in real life? Because I know they play with size because of the shot requirement. Yeah, but like, how big is that fish? Is it small or is it like a big stuffed animal size? Like, what were Every- the needs of the scene? Everything in the movie is sized to Pinocchio. Okay. So so Pinocchio is their scale, and then they size characters. And he's like from what, him. six or eight inches tall? Something it like depends that. Depends on yeah. the scene. But they, they don't have, on the they don't have a couple they, that are yeah, for pan out or whatever. Well, mm. they have they wanted to make him as small as they possibly could, but then they also have one that's human sized for whatever they <laughs> right. do. Any, for close ups, yeah. Anytime he's doing anything with Jiminy Cricket. Oh, for like the relative size. I see. So yeah. like when he's crawling around on him. Mm. Uh-huh. They have, yeah, they have a, like a huge Pinocchio face. It's giant. He's talking to uh, the cricket, yeah. Oh, that's another thing that I really enjoyed, and it was a little creepy from time to time, is that the tree the tree that Geppetto cuts down to make Pinocchio is the tree that, that Sebastian J. Cricket has decided to live in. Right. And so... He just keeps living in it while he's making Pinocchio, and he, and his like little home ends up being inside of Pinocchio's like chest. And yeah, he's so got he... a little knot hole where he's made a home because he's a yeah. novelist and he's working on his big book. <laughs> and he just crawls inside of Pinocchio's chest cavity to sleep. And I'm kind of glad that he didn't become a real boy because I didn't really want to see that fistula <laughs> sort of scenario. Uh, sure, sure. Or um, just to see the cricket lose his home. <laughs> There's actually, there's a great line, Ewan McGregor has a great line reading uh, where he's been entrusted with uh, looking after Pinocchio. Well, since you already live in the heart of the wooden boy, perhaps you can help me. Help you what? To watch over him, guide him, to be good. I'm not a governess, madam. I'm a novelist, a raconteur. Currently immersed in writing my memoirs. (laughs) I'm a raconteur, a novelist. Uh, I love all the moments where he keeps trying to start his song and they get and they interrupt him. He never gets it. Yeah, he he does. But it's over the credits. Yes. But yeah, it's like two or three moments where he's going to break out into some sort of extremely cliche. My daddy song. Soft shoe number. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The one thing that didn't click for me with Jiminy was well, a couple things, actually. I mean, one is that he. You know, he gets the butt of all the physical comedy and he gets smashed by a lot of things. And then he has these little one liners that are just like, oh, the pain. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it, it just doesn't. Everything else is is pretty good. Those were weak. Yeah, he feels very much like a relic of the 1940s film of of him being overly um, 
bit centric. Magic. Well, yeah, I'd say yeah. There's that, but this sort of magical protector character, the the capital mm-hmm. G God on your shoulder. Yeah, Jesus on your shoulder, whatever. Right. Whichever, Although, one, whichever one. The Jesus on my necklace, as as <laughs> cricket no. Jesus on my shoulder. <laughs> the the one thing uh, the the, the J other thing stands about for Jesus Sebastian <laughs> Jesus cricket. That's right. That's <laughs> canon. Jesus Christ. Del Toro says it's canon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the 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 other thing about Gemini though, or, or about Sebastian, fuck. Um, about Jesus, um, is he was tasked to look over Pinocchio, but he doesn't spend a lot of the movie with him. No. Uh, he gets separated pretty early, and honestly, Spazzatura spends more time with Pinocchio by the end of the movie than the cricket does. God, I love and, that monkey. But, yeah, I do love the monkey, but at the <laughs> end, like, it feels a little undeserved when he sort of gets his magic wish for looking after Pinocchio, because he hasn't yep. really. And yeah, the text even fair. admits it. He's like, well, yeah, I didn't like, really do I'm that good a job. Yeah. But I don't know. I I just, I wish I could have seen a little uh, more. Th- there is, there's a, there is a trade-off. Because I thought it was fun that uh, by the end of the movie, Geppetto and the monkey are best friends for life. True. But also, <laughs> that means that Sebastian Cricket has sort of become Geppetto's conscience. Because Geppetto yeah. is a little more complicated in this one as well. Yeah. and has his own yeah. shit to figure out. It was funny to me when they all met, you know, inside the whale and everyone's like, oh, my God, there you are. That like Pinocchio and Spazzatura, who has never met any of these other ones, yeah. just go up and they all do this big group hug. And the monkey just like kisses Geppetto on the head. It's like, you don't know this man. You're just meeting this man. Stop kissing Geppetto. <laughs> yeah. I just love that he fully becomes part of the family. Yeah. They're a cute little family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's Pinocchio to some a, degree. It's Pinocchio. It's uh, the movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> the and... one movie they ever made of Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, talk to me a little bit. in the it, we're, we're in the dead time here at the end of the episode. Talk to me about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Pinocchio. What? What, what do you want to know? Tell me, what, do you, what would you like to know? I want to know, like, is he doing a voice or is he literally in it like that that teen magazine shot that you sent me? The, both. He starts a little the... of it is real boy Pinocchio. I think there's a lot of his <sighs> weird uncanny valley <clears throat> puppet. Andy, listen, I why don't you take 30 seconds, go watch the bakery clip that I've oh, dropped no. in. Oh, the no. fat lady from the Harry Potter movies is in it. Okay, she's the bakery mistress. And her oh little God. skinny Luigi guy next to her. And just then you can you can give us your hot take on this movie. I mean, the lazy town puppet angle really is like he very much is a lazy town puppet. Oh, this is. This is awful. <laughs> oh, my. What the fuck is this move? <laughs> Did he just fart icing out of that thing? What happened? Oh, you know he did. Was that a fart sound with the icing? <laughs> he you is know it was. covered in white icing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad that boy. Kid got into trouble. <laughs> oh my god. You should go to the island of bees and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is this is this is terrible. And then he's arrested by the police. Okay. Yeah, uh, we do need to watch that movie. That's next. That's next on SMT movies. Yes, we're gonna keep. Yes. We're gonna keep going through the Pinocchio backlog. We're gonna watch all these other ones. We're gonna watch the Italian the movie o- Occhio Pinocchio. Uh, the Roberto Benini. I really want to watch. I really want to watch Pinocchio three thousand. Um, yeah, yeah. And I really want to watch the the one with the Emperor of the Night because I want to. I want to hear. Um, James Earl Jones be the emperor of the night and I yes. want there's a whole bunch of anthropomorphized bees and they have names you know Ooh. like like Lieutenant Grumblebee and Beatrice oh, Lieutenant so, like, Grumblebee <laughs> 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 fucking Excuse Don Knotts me? is in that movie as Grumblebee a Grumblebee senpai <laughs> <laughs> oh my Go god step Grumblebee Let's wrap it up with uh, I want to make sure we get a we get a, a really good good uh, take from our guest Shane. Uh, what are your what are your final thoughts on the movie, Shane? Uh, my final thoughts on this movie is that it's beautiful and gorgeous. It's definitely about death, and it's definitely not a kids' movie. Yeah, I. Yeah, it, it it's not a it's not a children's movie. It's not. Not a it's child's an, it's movie. It's, it's it could an be art a teen's film. movie. I'd be into it this. Could be at a, age. It could be a teen's but it it it's an art film, and it's like. A, it's like a Del Toro homage to his life. Do you just have like an artsy ones. child? Do you have? <laughs> is your child Do a you have little, little bit of his own ass? Yeah. Is your child gay? <laughs> Get them wells for boys, and also show them Pinocchio. Both the JTT have... version and this. Do you have an effete little child who plays with tarot? <laughs> Is your child also Pan's Labyrinth? <laughs> oh, well, we also got to watch uh, Pinocchio in Outer Space. Just sort of, I want to find out what that's all about. I want to find out. 2023 is the year of Pinocchio. Oh, you know what would be a good arc? It was just the uh, things that had in space kind of tacked onto the IP. <laughs> Un- unbelievable! If Pinocchio, if Pinocchio nuts in space, does he go backwards? <laughs> He's got no strings. To hold no strings back. on me. Okay, this this has been this has been a good time. Thank you. Please go yeah, watch. Thank this you, movie. Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you for to having this. me. Thank you, the Saturday Morning Tuesdays band, as always, mm, for yeah. really supporting us. Uh, thanks to the cue card guy and uh, and our Lord Sebastian Jesus Christ. Thanks, Coldplay. Special guest Coldplay. Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> yeah, he's here. <laughs> Cecily <laughs> Strong. My Rudolph. <laughs> Rory Boy. <laughs> 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 Fucking. Bye. I like I like the world where the host has to specifically thank Bobby Moynihan. At the end. <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. We'll say in the voice, Andy. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs>